<laughs> sense of theme here. Hey, it's Gary and Shannon. Uh, thanks for downloading, listening to uh, the podcast of the Gary and Shannon Show. Now, if you want to listen to it live, you can do so every weekday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. in the greater Los Angeles area on KFI AM 640. Or you can go onto the iHeartRadio app and just type in KFI and listen live, listen to old shows, etc. Make sure that you subscribe not only to this podcast and share it with all your friends, but the pre-post podcast as well, which is bonus content that we can't do on the air for legal purposes. I would ask that viewers at home turn their volume down because I might get crazy. Welcome to the zoo. We are the monkeys. His delivery doctor was drunk. Left three extra inches of umbilical. Gary Hoffman. He's blind as a bat and drunk as a stump. Shannon Farron. You got to be. If I wanted crap shoved down my throat, I'd be a foie gras goose. Gary and Shannon. for dressing up. Listen, I fell for that trick last year. I told you I was definitely going to dress up today. Uh-huh. You told me that last year. I am definitely... Did I say that? Definitely wearing a Halloween costume. And then I end up wearing something and was the only one in the building who wore something for Halloween. I just think it's not fair. I mean, I'm sitting here as slutty Sandy and you're wearing a baby sombrero. It's called a sombrito. Sombrito? Is that yes. true? No. Oh. But <laughs> it's just a little offensive. I do like that word. Get it? It's a little offensive. People do get offended when you culturally l- appropriate. Uh, 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 uh. I'm not appropriating. I'm simply appreciating. Uh, let's see. Monica, she has a Latina yeah. blood. Are you uh, offended by his uh, appropriation? Deeply. Mostly because your costume didn't come with actual tacos. Wow. Now, if my sombrito was not enough, <laughs> she just doubled down on she it. She can, though, because she's got the Latina blood. <laughs> she can't. What if I get a note from a guy whose uh, who's, uh, mother was born in Mexico? Like, what if I get a note? Like a doctor's note? Yeah. Like, like Gary can appropriate okay. my <laughs> yeah. culture? Yeah. I don't know. Because I'm it... not appropriating everybody's. I'm just yeah, appropriating his. Technically, I'm Cuban, but. See? Yeah. And how many sombritos do you have in Cuba? No. See? Classic cars, though. Get a lot of those. Yeah. Was that racist? No, oh, no. Oh my it's God. the doorbell. I'll get it. This, this is, is. I'll get it. Come in. Oh my God! What is that? <laughs> what is Shannon in the meantime? I can't. I see the. Oh the my gosh. Oh, the dude, right? Oh, oh the dude. Oh. Us. The dude abides. Wow. The voice, the voice Rick, in that yeah. case. Yeah. In that case, you, like you get candy? to choose from the good bucket. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah. This is very exciting. I told oh. him he should, I told him he should walk around with a bowling that is ball. Good. This will go perfect with my white, white Russian. So. That is oh, a good excellent. costume. Thank you very well, much. Thanks for coming in and have a happy holiday. Do you know the story about Michelle's husband being the basis for the dude character? Somebody mentioned that to me, but I haven't really heard the story. Oh, you gotta, is that for real? Yeah. It's, it's a real story. She, really? is, yeah. she and, uh, and her husband are convinced that he was the... Uh, that he was the basis. Well, because he used to go to the grocery store, like in North Hollywood, in his robe. Yeah, like it was a thing. <laughs> oh and then do. the dude showed up in a grocery store in a robe in the movie. So they're pretty sure that it was modeled after Michelle's husband. It's very likely. Ah. Yeah.
Well, thanks. Happy Halloween. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Oh, yeah. Well, so I guess we should tell everyone uh, our boss, Robin, ordered us a doorbell and a lot of candy and <laughs> invited the entire company to come trick-or-treating yeah. and then on our show. Blake decided, hey, what a great idea. I'll put signs up all around the 22 floor. Of them. Oh, for Is the love of Wow, that's going to happen for There's the next there. four hours. Push it. I just prop the door open. Oh my oh. god! It's a bumblebee. <laughs> no, no oh. it's a spelling bee. <gasps> oh my god! You got it faster than anybody else. That's great, Michael you, you Crozier. Can, you can pick from yes. the good bowl. You you also pick from the good bowl. Hey, let us know how annoying this is at Gary and Shannon on Twitter. Or send us your your dumb uh, <laughs> costumes today as well. Are you uh, are you a pink hey, lady? Whoa, whoa, one at a time, kid. I need sugar. I, I am a pink lady. What is that on the back of that? It looks no, that, yes, that. <laughs> that That's his that tail. A, that a, a stinger. stinger. A stinger. Looks like somebody threw that on the field on Monday Night Football <laughs> in Buffalo the other night. That's okay. Wow, wow. <laughs> oh gosh, this is gonna be a long day. Four hours. Huh? Hey, can I get some? Uh... <laughs> can I get some Godfather music, please, Blake? Thank no you. Halloween music. No, because I... Oh, oh, I see what you're doing. We're I actually doing talk, a show still. Yeah, we are going to We are gonna talk. Got it. I want to talk about Whitey Bulger. Okay. And the reason we can have fun with Whitey Bulger and his murder in prison is because Whitey Bulger killed a lot of people. He ordered the hits of a lot of people. He was a bad dude. So we get to have a little bit of fun with Whitey Bulger. That's all I'm saying. We're hearing details about how he died. Oh, and the guy who did it? And the guy who did it. Huge Patriots fan. Yes. <laughs> that's what I that's what I took away from the interview with the guy's lawyer. And the guy's lawyer says something like, uh, no, I'm not saying that Freddie did it. I'm just saying, you know, if he did, this is how he would do it. And, uh, you know, we talk about uh, we talk about Boston sports all the time. Go Red Sox. Whitey Bulger was targeted for this mob hit. And the killers did what mob killers do with a snitch, with a rat. They tried to cut out his tongue and gouge his eyes out. How Halloweeny is this? Very. And it's true. Sources at the prison in West Virginia told TMZ that Whitey Bulger was killed in his cell at around 6 a.m. Tuesday. That four inmates walked into the cell where Whitey was sitting in his wheelchair they brutally beat him with a lock and a sock. They used a shiv to try and gouge his eyes out. They attempted to cut out his tongue. That's the that's the key. TMZ says we're told there was a lot of blood in Bulger's mouth, but we don't oh. know if the tongue was actually removed. Oh. The guy who's accused of doing it, the suspect in all of this, is a guy named Fotios Gaius. He's known as Freddy. Yeah, they call him Freddy because it's easier to say. But we'll talk about him because uh, what's great is one of the law enforcement officials says he's a rich man now. He'll run any prison that he's in for rubbing out Whitey Bulger. All right. We'll do that when we come back. But first, right now, let's have your chance at $1,000. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's CASH to 200-200. Got to answer that phone. If they uh, if you win, they'll call you before the top of the hour. And if you don't win, well, there's another chance next hour between 11.05 and 11.20. Uh, in fact, once an hour right here. 
on KFI. Might have a little dirt on my boots, but I'm taking you uptown tonight. Well, the Santa Anas are back. They have returned, bringing elevated fire danger today. Red flag warnings in effect through Wednesday over the mountains, most of the valleys, L.A. and Ventura counties. Uh, should have been should have been L.A., but Boston is hosting its World Series champion parade today. We're not going to talk about that. Parade she, today. What, stop talking. I, I, we're going to talk about the freaking parade in Boston. Are you kidding? Confetti rained down on the streets. Let's talk about the, the murder of one of Boston's sons, Whitey Bulger, wow. head of the Winter Hill Gang. Um, one of the oh, most powerful like. men in the history of the Boston Mafia. He was serving secretly as an informant for the FBI from the mid-70s through the 90s which is why he was not prosecuted. He went on the run after he stopped working for the FBI and was found in Santa Monica in 2011, living this low-key secret life with his girlfriend. Um, interesting. There, there are questions about exactly why he was transferred, why he was transferred to West Virginia, uh, whether somebody in the prison system was on the take or was trying to get back at him knowing that uh, Freddie Gaius was going to be there waiting for him with a shiv, ready to take his eyeballs and his tongue out. Freddie was serving a life sentence for the murders of Gary Westerman and Aldolfo Big Al Bruno. Big Al. If you missed it, Freddie beat 89-year-old Whitey Bulger to death with a lock in a sock and then tried to gouge out his eyes and cut out of his tongue with a shiv. Now, Freddie has a long reputation. Freddie and his younger brother, Ty, are well-known in western Springfield, Massachusetts. They're Greek, so they grew up outside of mafia circles, but quickly became associated with the mob. They became the beef. As youngins. As youngins. When Ty was just 17, back in 1989, he fired a rifle into the air during a brawl at a high school hockey game. <laughs> he was sent to jail. Freddie, at the time, 22 years old, began his lifelong hatred of rats. He threatened to murder a witness who was going to testify against his brother. So he was jailed for that. While inside... Younger brother Ty met and befriended Anthony Aralata. He was uh, up and coming in the in the mafia, and Anthony <laughs> Anthony decided to recruit these brothers as muscle. They worked for him for the next twenty years, and between Freddie and Ty, they racked up a total of seventy-five convictions. Wow, seventy-five convictions. Beatings, vandalism, robbery. Now, they were never inducted into the mafia themselves, and I think this plays a big role in what happened to old Whitey Bulger. They were always left out because they didn't have that Italian blood. They were Greek. Opa. But they wanted to to prove themselves to the end. Ah, I see. That they, despite having the Italian blood... Oh, for the love of God. The whole time. 
They can't hear us. It's a soundproof door. All right, I'll get it. Oh. <laughs> there they go. You could pick. You you chose Twix. Choose wisely. Do you ever watch The Housewives from Atlanta? I do. Oh my gosh, I love candy, but <laughs> the rest of them all are crazy. How about you, Mick? Oh, that's funny. It works on so many levels. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Is this going to happen all day long? Yeah. Better believe it. <clears throat> all right. So back to the brothers. Yes, please. Ty and uh, and Freddie yeah. and their their mob boss, Anthony. Anthony Aralotta. The brothers helped Anthony ascend through the ranks of the mafia by killing his enemies and rivals. <laughs> You can't make this stuff up. Like, I know, like those but, mob movies, those are all real, you guys. Like that's stuff that happens. But then Anthony flipped. He became an FBI informant uh, after he and the two guys were charged with one of these other people's murders. So he ended up serving 99 months in exchange for his testimony against the two guys that he had hired to be his beef uh, and, and has now gone into witness protection. So Anthony may be listening to the show right now. Oh, welcome. We value all of our listeners. We do. Even the ones in witness protection. Um, now, what I love is this attorney for Freddie says Freddie's a man's man. And after Anthony flipped, there was a back channel for Freddie to try to persuade him to cooperate too. He didn't blink an eye. He didn't flinch. He just said no. And this lawyer says he talks to Freddie all the time. In fact... Just a couple of uh, days ago, he talked with Freddie, just before Whitey's death. But, uh, you know, we didn't talk about that. We just talked about, uh, you know, guys uh, from Southside. That's what we talk about. We talked about the Patriots. We talked about sports. We talked about weather. We talked about the Red Sox. And that's it. Yeah, don't call uh, Tom Brady a system quarterback to these guys. (laughs) That would be a bad move. And then they'll come after you. He says, Freddie is a dying breed. I love how the attorney speaks glowingly about him. Like, uh, you know, (sighs) we just don't don't make him like Freddie anymore. (laughs) And look at the guy. I mean, I don't know if if there's a casting call for mafia hitmen who will never make it in the mob. But that's a guy. Can I tell you about this murder that he's inside for? Yes. This was the murder of a low-level criminal named Gary, Gary Westerman. You're never going to do well in the life of crime if your name's Gary. What does that mean? I just don't think, you know, it's not like Freddie or, you know, Anthony. Or Timmy it's, Knuckles. Yeah, Timmy Knuckles. What or... if what if the Gary has nine Gs? Ooh, I love it. Did you have to bring that up again? You could have dressed as a pilot today. They took my flight suit away. So listen to this. Probably for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the night of November 4th, 2003, Ty and Freddie, the brothers, murder Anthony's brother-in-law, Gary. They had suspected correctly that he was a rat. Now, here's how they did it. They lured Gary to what was believed to be a marijuana stash house with the promise that they were going to rob it. So Gary shows up with a ski mask and a stun gun ready for the raid. But instead, the two brothers shoot him in the head twice. They drag his body to a freshly dug grave in the backyard. Somehow, Gary survives the bullet wounds, breaks free from the from the grave. They decide to chase him and then beat him to death with shovels oh my and then rebury him. 
How? <laughs> get yourself some friends like Freddie and uh, Ty. Come you, in. You're going to have to get the door at some point. Come in. Oh, hey, it's Rodney. Hey. hey, Rodney Pete's here. What is your costume, How Rodney? You? Good. My costume is an athlete. And Ashley, uh, <laughs> your quarterback. Rodney Beats trying to be a quarterback in here. Okay. Hi, guys. Hey. You get you to choose that. You can, you can pick a candy or you two. You can choose a lollipop, a chocolate, whatever you want. And we will judge you based on uh, which candy you choose. Mm-hmm. Chocolate. Oh, yeah. Good. Kit Kat is a solid choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Good costume. Excellent. Good costume. Oh. Yeah, I'm slutty Sandy today. Slutty Sandy. Yeah. Lady. Yeah. Yes. I, I should have came as Danny Zuko. I oh, know, right? <laughs> I did not. Ladies and gentlemen, Rodney P. Oh, I love you guys. Love that. Thank you. He just he saw went that. all out. You're going to wear that for a whole week, right? <laughs> all right. We come back. What you watching Wednesday? Some of our uh, TV experiences over the last couple of weeks. We'll tell you what's going on. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640. Bit of a motley crew here today. We we should take a picture of uh, the variety of costume choices. The amount of effort that went into each one of them. Uh, Blake is... Why don't you go ahead and describe what your dress does, Blake? Three-hole punch, Blake. And need to elaborate on that. I'm well. I have three black circles mm-hmm. along the right side of my torso, right side, Nick, to <laughs> hey make me look as if I am hole punched three times. Thus, three-hole punch, Blake. You just office supply shamed, Nick. Well, no, I was I, also applying my three-hole punch to the and, left side of your torso. Well, uh, y- yeah, I had to picture myself as the paper. Earlier, you and, were uh, a unicorn. What yeah, happened I was with a, that? I still have it. The head is right here. I just retweeted Nick on all fours as a unicorn. Oh, wow. And Gary and Shannon. Okay. It's going to make some good gifts if people want to. That is going to end up on the dark it's web. It's going to end up on the dark web. Yeah, that's a true I, story. You know, yeah. Shannon said, get on all fours. And I said, <laughs> the lady and her dog can have their revenge <laughs> on Do it. <laughs> I did. I kind of did demand that. But it wasn't it worth it. Yeah, Gary got a chuckle. I think it was worth it. Uh, I find it hard to believe that 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 unicorn head was just on the shelf somewhere. It was in a box. Uh, Walmart has tons of them. Okay, tons behind of the store with the uh, homeless people. You got so, Batman. You got the wolf. You so got I'll, the I'll have Flash, to tell this story the for the first time in my life today. Tiger. I wanted a child um, because I saw a small child, maybe five or six. Um, on my way to work, and she or he was dressed full unicorn, furry, onesie, and horn on the head. And I was like, oh, man, I wish I had a kid to dress it up. And then I get in to work, and Nick is a unicorn. Is the, is the adult version. Would we say that- adult? <laughs> yeah. <Larger laughs> of that child. Uh, You're the one who throws things every morning. Uh, excellent point. Um, we uh, are watching a bunch of stories today, obviously, that we will continue to bring you updates on. The leaders of uh, the Jewish Academy in Squirrel Hill near Saturday's massacre watching their kids. I guess a bunch of them had to attend funerals over these last couple of days. This isn't going to be awkward. Come in. 
Oh, hey. That's not a costume. I'm dressed as Are a you foreigner. dressed as Michael Crozier? Oh, listen to that accent. It's spot on. I'm like, doing a great, a great impersonation. Is that New Zealand? That or? is New Zealand. Okay. Yeah, are there koalas there? No, that's Australia. Oh, got it. But there are wallabies, strangely wallabies. enough. Go figure that out. I don't know and how we ended up with some of them in New Zealand. I think the Aussies diff- kicked them out. What's the difference between a wallaby and a kangaroo? One small. Got it. Yeah. Wallabies are small. Wallabies are small. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay so high. because you have great wallaby knowledge, despite no costume, you can pick from the good bowl. Ooh, yay. Yeah. I'm going to go for the m and Oh, m Stevens and Rush representing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to put you on my Pretty ring good. doorbell, though, and tell people that you're stealing supplies or something. Oh, totally. Keep an eye out for this yeah. guy. Dodgy character. Could you do it? <laughs> oh, somebody else. Could you get the door for us? Come on in. Oh my gosh. That's great. That is great. Wow. Oh my god, I didn't even recognize you. You're freaking me out. Yeah, those teeth are unbelievable. Uh, Chris Little, our uh, news director. But is there a. uh, I just looked up a you. Go away! You fit on the train, though, when when you wore this, didn't you? Oh my God. You are not a Woody. We are not making fun of the Woody show today. No, we're not. But you are a P1 for sure. Hmm. All right. You can, you can pick any of the candy there, Chris. Whatever you choose. Can he be. eat it with those teeth? Oh, my God. That's how that's he got so those bad. teeth. Oh, you're <laughs> not wearing shoes? Oh, my God. You're not wearing shoes. Why would you not wear? I understand taking it to, you know, taking it to the limit for the costume. But well, not I, wearing shoes in here is not a safe ew. idea. <laughs> I love your hat. Oh, my gosh. That's terrifying. <laughs> I didn't even think that was Chris Little. I thought that was uh, Maddie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I can tell Chris because of his teeth. I can't. I, unrecognizable. I didn't uh, know who that was. Are we posting pictures of these people as they come in? These All people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. The mics are on, Chris. Yeah, the you mics know are that. on. Oh, okay. Great. This is great radio, guys. This is, this is good stuff. All right. Uh, the I was going to say that there was a sad story that we were covering, but I won't say it because it's a sad story. What you watching uh, Wednesday? The other one was a plane crash. Let's do what you watching Wednesday. Oh, the program <laughs> is brought to you in living color. Can I offer what this up? What you watching in there? Americans love television. They wean their kids on it. USA television much better. You've been watching too many of those live television shows. I've been watching the Heathers reboot, Yeah, and it's on Paramount Network. It is so good. I mean, if you were a fan of Heathers back in the day, or you appreciate the cult, the cult classic, uh, post-haste, I don't think I watched it when it came out. I hated it when it came out. But I was in a later version where it became kind of like a cult classic, and uh, I wore that I wore that VHS tape out. <laughs> um, but it stays true to the original, but it's in 2018. Uh, there's twists involving social media and social justice warriors, and instead of saying that's so very, they say that's so just. It's it's brilliant, and and they they do keep intact some of the best lines of the movie. They um they've had some interesting decisions to make over there at the Paramount Network because of this. Now they have decided that they're not going to air Sunday night's installment, um, or I should say they didn't air Sunday night's installment because of the mass shooting at the synagogue in Pittsburgh. They. Originally, we're going to debut the show back in March, but because of the show subject matter, they postponed it and then canceled it outright after the shooting in Parkland, Florida, after the high school shooting. Then they decided to put it back on the schedule 
Um, but the episodes 9 and 10, I guess, combined into one installment after the original final episode was deemed too controversial because in like they do in the movie, spoiler alert, they blow up a high school. So the installment that was supposed to air on Sunday uh, involved the active shooter training scenes at the high school. So they decided to pull it at least, uh, although they will make it available on demand uh, for the Paramount app and the website viewers so you can catch up before the finale, which I think is – uh, which I think was the other night. Uh, I'm behind. I'm only in like episode four or something. I'm trying to uh, trying to enjoy it and savor it and not blow through it. Don't you do that, that with shows that you like? Yeah, yeah, but I, I find it um, it's easier for me to do just because I get too tired. I mean, you know, I can't watch an hour long show starting at nine o'clock at night and then go. Oh, I'm going to binge my way through that and stay up until one in the morning or something. Oh, God forbid. God, what do you mean? Old Man River over here. Listen, I can't start a show at nine. <laughs> Sometimes my sciatica. I know. I know. Wow. I know. My bursitis. And coming up next. Oh, we're well, coming up next. Everybody knows that as the theme from Barry. Mm. We'll talk about. No, you don't mm. know that. Okay. Oh, you got to watch Barry. Uh, season two. I got some news about season two coming up in a few minutes. Gary and Shannon will continue more What You Watching Wednesday. Monica on Rick. this Halloween. Yes. Yeah. And then you say, You don't get to say it's Halloween when you don't dress up. You get to say it's Tuesday or whatever day it is. Okay, I'll Wednesday. say it's Tuesday. Overseas, uh, Turkey's public prosecutor has given more details about uh, Jamal Khashoggi, that uh, Saudi writer who was killed in the Saudi consulate there in Istanbul, said that he was dismembered as part of a plot to kill him and dispose of the body. That he was strangled as soon as he walked into that, uh, as soon as he walked into the consulate, and that there was no real argument there. Uh, also, read read. Oh man. Come in. Come in. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> what are you? You're a Robin. You're a Robin. Oh, She's Robin. a Robin. I get it. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> we love birds tweet? on this show. I've heard. Yeah. I've yeah. heard. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, you chose the Reese's. That's a smart choice. <laughs> Good stuff. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> uh, mentioned also the red flag warnings are up uh, through today because of our wind and our heat. It's going to be warm, uh, at least warm for the afternoon. By the time tonight rolls around, it might actually be a little bit chilly as you're out there trick-or-treating. Oh, if, a little bit chilly. Could you imagine that, a little chilly? I remember times in Seattle where I'd, we'd go take the kids. We'd have to plan warm costumes for them. Like there was no such thing as... Uh, beach bum costume in Seattle Halloween. It was always like, uh, uh, I'm going to dress you up as a bear and yeah. you're going to wear a sweater underneath the bear costume because it's going to be so flipping cold. Yeah, that's funny. We've never had to deal with that no. in California. Hey, uh, we were talking about uh, the TV show Barry. Went through first season very, very, very quickly. Bill Hader is the uh, the guy from Saturday Night Live who, uh, I guess you got the start on Saturday Night Live, who is the main character in all this, and also a writer and a director on a bunch of the episodes. And he is a former Marine, 
Uh, I guess you're never really a former Marine, uh, but you're never not a Marine. He's a Marine uh, suffering from PTSD who eventually becomes a hitman, but he's like a reluctant hitman. Goes into L.A. Uh, to work for the Chechen Mafia and ends up in a <laughs> in an acting class. Oh, it was just one job with the Chechen Mafia. Just one job, but he... But he <laughs> This is he very convoluted. It's very it's a weird show. It's almost as if it's two shows because he's in the acting class like a struggling young actor <laughs> and uh Henry Winkler plays the acting teacher mm. and he's brilliant. Really? He is so great in that uh in that role. It's Gene Cousinow, I think his name is. So awesome. And it's dark. I mean, it is not there are some very funny parts in it, but it is Dark. This is HBO. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll have to find Oscar's wife's sign in. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, they have they just greenlit a uh, a season two. We know that he Bill Hader won the primetime Emmy this year for outstanding actor, and uh, Henry Winkler won for supporting actor. So it's just it's a it's a very well put together show. Um, season two, Bill Hader says, is going to be even darker. Which is weird because the way this one ended was very dark. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, and then Megan Kelly news. We haven't really spent a whole lot of time trying to figure out what's going on with her. I mean, I don't, is she in the closet with uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz? No, oh. no. She is. Uh, she and her lawyers are doing everything they can to make sure that they get all the money, and I mean all the money from NBC. That's insane. It's an insane amount of money. Sixty-nine million dollars was her deal for three years. For a one-hour show at 9 a.m., I don't understand the calculus of that. Well, the exit talks, according to Variety, the exit talks have getting uh, been getting more intense. And the attorney for Megyn Kelly wants the head of the company, NBC Universal CEO Steve Burke, to get involved in all of this. Well, it's I mean, it, it's what does her contract say and what does it not say? And I know there's some wiggle room with contracts and, you know. I, I guess they're, the biggest arguments now are non-disclosure, non-compete clauses that are in the contract. I see. So Because people are lining up to hire Megyn Kelly? Somebody will. You know she will get a job. Or at least a book deal. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, so the idea is what, it, what would she be able to say and when would she be able to say it, perhaps, and whether that would affect a payout if they could penalize her somehow for spilling secrets about NBC. Which, I just suddenly had like a worst nightmare scenario of like Robin coming in and saying, Megan Kelly's going to be uh, on <laughs> KFI starting on Monday. <laughs> and she's sharing your office. <laughs> uh, good times. All right. We've we got find a, huge, a way to drive her out. I think. Huge local hour coming up. We've got uh, SoCal Edison admitting to that massive fire. We've got stripper lawsuits. We've got offensive Halloween costumes, and I'm not just talking about Gary and his cultural <laughs> appropriation. A little bit of cultural appropriation, just a little. Taking from Monica's people. Monica's people. <laughs> and, uh, and Mexican. And Chinese intelligence. <laughs> <She's> from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <clears throat> you know. <laughs> and that Jeez. is why Megyn Kelly's going to take your That's spot. Right. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. Gary that was Jen. a perfect bookend. We'll continue. Happy Halloween, mm. everyone. Yeah. Shannon. We just have more 
we had more trick more or treat. More trick or treat. More kids show up. And then they door. asked Nick what he was. And then they I said, mean, are you Olaf? Well, friends of, uh, or fans, I should say, of The Office. Remember when Jim dressed up as three-hole punch Jim? That's what Blake and, and Nick are sort of trading off today. Although Nick is probably more confused than anything. Yeah. Because he's got a couple's things going on. He's got on. a unicorn head. I got the head. Who's petting, Who's petting your head? Oh, that's Alex. Alex. I just saw the hand <laughs> stroking the, for some. Alex's stroking the unicorn amazing. mane. By the way. him in the head well, on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, it should be pointed out that I was the one who deciphered Nick's costume, that he is a unicorn. Oh, I thought you were going to go with something else. <laughs> Unic. You said that very slow. Get it? I don't. Nick? Yeah, but that's. Put not, a K in there. That's bad. Unic. Not, not yeah. a eunuch. I mean, a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, turn his mic off, Blake. I thought you meant unicorn, too. All right. Okay. We got to do some business here. Uh, something like that. SoCal Edison said now that its electrical qu- equipment did likely spark. At least one of the starting points in that massive Thomas fire that just cut through Ventura and Santa Barbara counties last year. A um, couple of deaths attributed to the fire. Uh, one in Santa Paula. A woman was uh, found dead in a car that crashed along one of the evacuation routes. And then one of the firefighters that was there, if you remember young Corey Iverson, uh, well, young, 32-year-old Corey Iverson was killed fighting that fire as well. Um, the What I find most interesting is... This came in a filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission, and this is not the official report that comes out because Captain Stan Ziegler, Ventura County Fire, he's the one in charge of this investigation with multiple public agencies. And they have said that they are not, at least he has not announced anything when it comes to the official cause of the fire. It looks like they're tracing that ignition point and finding out where the fire burned from there. That other ignition points may have been the ones that caused the damage, the the, the deaths and all of that. Tracing the path of the fire is going to be important. There are multiple lawsuits in connection with the Thomas fire uh, filed against. Edison. And there was a phone call yesterday with investors. The president and chief executive of Edison International said that the utility is continuing to assess the progression of the fire from that ignition point and the extent of property and other damage that may be attributable to that ignition. So they don't get the blame for all of it, just it looks like from this ignition point. Well, and when you think, if you remember, it was the fire itself in December, and then a few weeks later, the mudslide in Montecito that killed 21 people. And there are lawyers who are just licking their chops to be able to connect the two together and file a lawsuit against SoCal Edison. And basically, I mean, I'm sure that they have insurance against this sort of thing, but would be potentially hundreds of millions of dollars in payouts for this. Um a lot of these issues with sparking these fires and high winds, of course, we saw a reaction to it just a few weeks ago when we had a, a big wind event that came through, not just Southern California, but Northern California as well, when utilities were deciding they were just going to shut the power off. They're going to de-energize these lines in these areas where high winds were coming through to prevent something like this from happening. Now, the captain of the, of the fire department that's doing the, the investigation mentioned the two starting points, at least two starting points, in Koenigstein Road and then Anloff Canyon in Ventura County. And like I said, he has not uh, 
issued any sort of an official cause yet for the fire and that the statement that they had is based solely on the company's investigation. Oh, Alex. Mario from Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, or Maria. Rick made it like more gender neutral. It's very sweet. I love you it. You have to be gender neutral. Well, it's 2018, Gary. Get I know. It. That's what I mean. You can be whoever you want to be. See, what's great about this. Wow. Is like. Oh, I thought you were putting them down. She's got pockets. Shirt. I've got pockets. She's got pockets. She's... I'm good to go. Oh, wow. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was, a, that was a lot of candy. There's always one kid that does it. Man, There's always, always one. one. All right. Bye, Maria slash Mario. Or whoever you want to be. Maybe, However maybe not, maybe not Maria or Mario. Right. The plumber. Maybe just, <laughs> just call him the plumber. When we come back. Strippers um, and constitutional rights collide. Yeah. Strippers feeling violated. This reminds me of Philadelphia when you were on that pole at the gay bar. Is that what you're going to do all day because you're mad because I didn't dress up? Yes. But first, your chance at $1,000. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's LUCK to 200-200. And remember, you got to answer that phone. It is going to be a number that you don't recognize. But if you don't pick up, they will move on. That's just the way it works. Sorry, we can't change the rules. Your next chance to win is coming up next hour around this time. And your chance to win every hour all through John and Ken up until about 620 today. Hey, don't forget, join uh, Fork Reporter Neil Savager for the third annual Thanks Grilling event coming up on Saturday at Outdoor Elegance in Laverne. He's going to give you tips on grilling your holiday feast, try some food and wine samples, enter drawings, win a couple of great prizes. In fact, he said they're giving away two grills this weekend. This weekend, all free. 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock. More information and to sign up, log on to KFIAM640.com. Use the keyword thanks grilling. Brought to you by Alfresco Grills and Chase's Restaurant. Gary and Shannon will continue. Gary and Shannon, the suspect in the Pittsburgh synagogue massacre has been indicted by a federal grand jury. The indictment announced today charges him with 44 counts, including hate crimes. Federal prosecutors have already indicated that they do plan to seek the death penalty. Red flag warnings. You heard Monica mention this is going to be up through today because of our uh, warm conditions and windy conditions. So uh, be extra careful out in those areas that are prone to fire. No uh, combustible costumes today. Also, looks like Wall Street's uh, rallying for a second day. Uh, strong quarterly results from Facebook, GM, Estee Lauder. Nick, you can't just come yeah, in here. You didn't even, and eat you didn't even ring a doorbell. You just ring walked the doorbell in and stole a candy. and b put your unicorn here. head on. Show. You've got to put the unicorn head on to get the candy. It puts the unicorn head on, or else it doesn't get the candy. Thought we were clear about That's that. Exactly right. Story out of San Diego. The city has agreed to pay a million and a half dollars to settle a pair of lawsuits involving a do- more than a dozen. Um, what are, strippers. We, strippers. That's how we call them. That uh, exotic dancers. Are these exotic dancers from the 30s? Yes. Got it. <laughs> um, 30s. Pour some sugar on me, Blake. Yeah, That's come on. the song that you oh, got to play. Yeah, Blake. Come on. You or, can play uh, Pour Some Sugar on Me or um, uh, She's My Cherry. Yes. Yeah. 
Warrant? Just about anything by Warrant would do. Uh, 17 dancers who worked at Cheetah's Gentleman's Club. <laughs> ever been? Oh, and Expose. Have I ever been? Have we gone through this before? I've never been to a strip club. <laughs> ever? Ever. Oh. Well, wait a minute. What, what does that, that, what does that What does that say to you, Monica? Um... <clears throat> Go that, ahead. I can take it. Whatever you got. That you're very innocent. That you're a good very person. Innocent? You're innocent. Yeah. I've just never under. Well, let me get through the story. He'd wa- he'd want to go in and then save all of them. No, that's not what it is. <laughs> well, maybe now. You mean as a father? Save yeah. Them? Yes. Uh, Seventeen dancers worked at Cheetahs and Expose, both in Kearney Mesa. They say the officers showed up in bulletproof vests and ordered the dancers into a dressing room. The officers, they say, then checked the women's city-issued adult entertainer permit. Well, that's one thing to have in your wallet. Um, And asked about and photographed their tattoos and piercings. Some of the officers allegedly made arrogant and demeaning comments to the entertainers and ordered them to expose body parts so they could photograph their tattoos. Uh, okay. Well, that happens with, like, gang arrests. You photograph the tattoos. Right. The dancers say the process lasted for more than an hour and that they were threatened with arrest when they were asked to leave. Now, the police, their lawyers, said that the search and seizure was reasonable And it's been laid out by the permitting law that allows the police to inspect adult entertainment businesses. And police have said that cataloging tattoos like this, especially on the bodies of strippers, is an easy way to identify these dancers who will regularly change their appearance. Mm. Um, What's not clear is if this is going to prompt the city to change any of these rules. The... uh, in March, the same federal judge ruled that uh, the municipal code doesn't clearly limit the power of police to use the ordinance to infringe on the rights of dancers and is therefore unconstitutional. So these women, one woman uh, is going to get $110,000 for all of this. Uh, the second lawsuit representing 16 other dancers comes out to $1.4 million in all of this. Uh, so, okay, my thing about the whole stripper deal is... This, you now on the shower stage, Monica. No, Monica. What? I was just, I was just thinking of a name. I wasn't saying that you Dang, would be. You couldn't think of like Candy or Bambi or anything ending with I. Monica. Yeah. Wow. Monica. Damn. However, Jerry? wouldn't this song lend itself to several routines? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but well, here's my thing. So you you go in there, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you get all hot and bothered, like you and your buddies, So right? I'm reading the reviews on Yelp. We'll get to wow. that in a minute. Continue. Then what? What do you mean, then what? what? So, seriously, oh, then what? Like, I go, oh, you like, get all hot and Nick bothered. And, Nick yeah. and, and Blake and I yeah. and a couple of other assorted you know buddies. Let's leave that Blake would, out no, of this because that's not Christ-like. But then you, then <laughs> what? Then what? Then you pay extra we go home and, and you go to oh, a room. Oh, please, thank God. Come oh, on gosh. In. Who is it? Oh, we don't know who it is. A mystery. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a well, superhero. You get to choose your own. We're not going to... Yeah, you yeah. get to pick your own candy. We don't pick it for you. Well, well all of it. <laughs> Man. 
worse than a nine-year-old. Is nine that December? Year old. It is December. <laughs> I can tell from the laugh. Yeah, I, I didn't know until she laughed. <laughs> I can't see. Yeah. That's great. This is great. Oh, thank you. I love it. Happy, Happy Halloween, Halloween, December. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm in the, I'm in a strip club with Blake and Nick, right? Oh, and we're wow. getting all hot and bothered yeah. watching watching uh, candy on the. On the shower stage. And then what do you do? And then what? On the shower stage. Well, I think then you pay Candy to go in a room, and then she does things. Well, that's... That's illegal. Oh. No. Uh... What do you mean? Monica, tell us more. <laughs> no. Keep going. <laughs> what happens after the shower stage performance? I love that Gary references flash dance. Um, what do you mean? I don't, that's I don't know. That's what I'm asking. What's going on? I just think it's a weird. I've never understood. Like I'm not like a go, bachelor party I, or something. You never ever like never I, even seen uh, the inside of one. Stepped in maybe by mistake and like nope. No, I've never seen the inside of a strip club. Okay. Didn't say I haven't seen a stripper. I said I haven't seen the inside of a strip club. Okay. So, but then what? Like I'm all hot and bothered, and then what? Like and then I think three. I mean, me I don't and three of my closest blank, buddies but... are going to walk out of the club like. Okay, no. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> you don't touch it. I'm not touching it. So this is like a Beatles situation. <laughs> Can't throw that one on the Bills field. <laughs> it doesn't Ew. come off. You guys, can we stop talking about this? Yeah, it is weird. I want right. to read some of the reviews. Read some of these reviews from, oh, from the this Yelp place. reviews? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, here you go. Honestly, this place is underrated. This is from Kathy. I've been to other strip clubs. For Kathy? Yeah, strippers don't really dance. Their shows felt basic. The ones at Cheetahs really know how to move to the beat and really stay in character. Stripping and their pole dances look like an art form because it's just beautiful. Best strip club I've ever been to. Five stars. Here's Zach. Very shady. Forced me to pay for nine dances I never received. Yeah! But if you want a hooker, this is a good place to go. Uh, see, that's why. I that's will what say, you do with it. I will say that I went to a strip club in Miami uh, with some friends once called Tootsies. It looked like I stepped into a hip-hop video. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> Al, here's a Rakesh. Allie took me for a private dance for $45 and did wow. nothing other than talking. <laughs> that sucks. Could you imagine that? You pay 45 bucks for a little private stripper time and she's a yapper. Who is writing reviews Aaron, on Yelp? Aaron C. Club? Medusa is a thing of beauty. Truly an art to what she does with so much passion. They, use, they throw around Medusa? the word art a lot. They're throwing around the word art. And yeah. I don't think that's what that is. No, I think there's. <laughs> Uh, wow. The dances aren't really private here because everyone can see you. They should have booths, they have the space. Oh, here's a good one Dave R. <laughs> Wait, Dave- did you say food? Huh? No, boots. Oh, boots. Boots. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Came on during <laughs> a day shift. $15 at the door. Mm-hmm. First girl that approached tried way too hard for a dance. <laughs> Very sociable place. <laughs> oh, oh you go- wow. You went for the lunch buffet? Here's one guy who grabbed a breast and got kicked out with 16 of his friends. It was the best thing that could have happened that night. This club was boring AF. <laughs> Dead lame from the music to the washed up dancers. Washed up dancers. Ended up at Pink Poodle and had the bombest night ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we get this guy on the show? When, uh, when we come back, 
We've been talking about this for a couple of days now. Some of the most offensive Halloween costumes, things you should absolutely not wear. And by the way, good housekeeping was where I found this list of things you should absolutely not wear. So we'll go through the girls some of those are today. cute, but they were all petite. They should have a variety of women. Yeah, we need some big girls, some tall girls, maybe girls with some limbs missing. We need more representative of the regular society. Monica Riggs has the latest. Uh, Monica uh. on the news stage. Monica. I don't even want to talk now because of you. Uh. Um. Wednesday, it's October 31st. Uh, more funerals today for the victims of the synagogue massacre in Pittsburgh. And as Shannon mentioned, a federal grand jury has indicted the shooter in that case. 44 counts, including hate crimes. The pro- go away for a long time. The president is criticizing Paul Ryan. Remember yesterday we told you that Paul Ryan went on a radio station in Kentucky, I believe, and said that you're not going to be able to get rid of birthright citizenship with an executive order. Well, today, the president lashing out at Paul Ryan, tweeting that Ryan should be focusing on holding the majority rather than giving his opinions on birthright citizenship, something he knows nothing about. We got, we, we got ding-dong ditched. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to go find that little... Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Who was it? It was Clay. It was Clay? Yeah, I got to make a sign that says no ding-dong ditching. Oh. That's all right. He doesn't get any candy. Why would he do that? I don't know. The best part was he actually ran. He literally ran away. (laughs) That's funny. And his face was like, oh. Uh, She's back. Did you find him? No. Oh. I'll find him later. All right. Throw something at him when you do. (laughs) I'm going to throw those curing cups. We've we've, uh, covered stories before about... You know what? Uh, what costumes are appropriate and which ones aren't? Like mine is is a little bit inappropriate, but it's only because it's tiny. Yeah, Gary is wearing a baby sombrero hat on mm. his on his head. I Everybody guess that's knows redundant. Sombrero don't hat. Wear sombreros. Uh, oh, okay. Come on oh, in. it's a priest. Oh, it's John. What's under that robe? Oh, that's a horrible song, Blake. Yeah, that's, that's great. Me out right now. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, pick a candy there, that Father. That's like a real priest uh, vestige. What are they called? It's an altar boy's vestibule. Vestibule. Vesting. Vest, vest something. Cassican surplus. <laughs> what? It's called a cassican surplus. Oh, everybody oh, you're knows You're good. That. Do you know one bread, I one body? I was just kidding. One know. bread, one body. One Lord of all. One Lord. Lord. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one cup of blessings for which we bless. What is? Who are you? I know my Catholic hymns. You don't know anything about? Oh, and then it was about the religion. And we. <laughs> I know the music. Though <laughs> so many. Yeah. Ah, excellent. So. Okay, get out of here. Is this Fine. the on Eagles? Wings Happy one? Halloween, John. No, that's a different one. Oh, <laughs> that's Eagles. Wings. Uh, so, good housekeeping of all places came out with 15 offensive Halloween costumes you should never, ever wear. The number one is Holocaust victim. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, do you have to put that on a list? Uh, they said watch out for it because some online stores will offer it as a World War II evacuee girl. No. Or child's 40s girl costume. No. Okay. You know what you're doing if you buy that costume. Number two is anything involving blackface. Thankfully, they don't include a picture 
of it, but then they tag people uh, pictures of celebrities who have done bad blackface costumes. For example, Julianne Huff, oh. which she, she played Crazy Eyes from uh, Orange is the New Black. That was bad. One of these costumes is called the Tranny Granny costume. Uh-huh. You see it? Right Walmart's there. selling it. And I think that they just got into uh, trouble with the name. You yeah. could just call that like Mrs. Doubtfire or something. You don't have to call it Tranny Granny. Yeah. Um, I, I don't understand why that would be a... A trigger? Yeah. Uh, they did say well, that, the trans people. Well, no, no, I'm not saying why it would, why the were the name of it would be, but this is just wait a, a minute, an dude. old house dress. A sumo wrestler? You can't do a sumo wrestler anymore. No, apparently not. Nope. Cultural appropriation. There's a terrorist costume, a terrorist children's costume. Oh my god! You can't do body shaming or objectifying costumes like this. <laughs> This is a costume of a guy what the hell on, riding on the shoulders of a stripper. But it's really just the guy, like, uh, it's it's a guy, his feet are down through the costume, so it looks like yeah. he's... Is she one of those petite ones, like, no. described previously? Well, she's, more, she's more round than, uh, than she is uh, tall. But it says... But, oh, my God. But then when they wrote it up, it says, when it comes to disrespecting co- women, oh, this costume is a double whammy of awful. It not only reduces women to sex objects, it makes a woman's weight into a joke. Women routinely are turned into sex objects on Halloween. It's what they do. In the age of body positivity, haven't we grown past this? And then in parentheses, <laughs> the answer is yes. How just. <laughs> Cultural stereotypes, and they use uh, a picture of the kid from Moana, uh, one of the characters from Moana, the one that was voiced by The Rock, because it's got a full body. It's like a muscle suit, but on top of the muscle suit are the full tribal tattoos that the character has. I want to meet all of these children because in all of these (laughs) offensive costumes is a child that has a big smile on his or her face. Like, where where, where is that casting call? Uh, Kids... For inappropriate costume modeling <laughs> sessions. They have one that says the zombie version of recently deceased celebrities. One of the most offensive costumes. Uh, it's understandable if you're inspired to pay tribute to them in costume, but dressing up as their iconic outfits as a dead zombie version brings to mind the phrase, uh, too soon. I think it's Wait great for like yes. Whitey Bulger. What if there's an exception, like Michael Jackson in the Thriller video? He was a zombie. Mm, That's a good costume. It right is a good there. costume. Yeah. Um, eating disorders are offensive. How do you dress up as an eating disorder? Well, it's funny. Thank you for asking. There, there was an online store that had a costume called Anna Rexia. It was a uh, a costume that included a skeleton dress. So it was like a black dress with the skeleton bones on it, uh, with a measuring tape belt to cinch the waist. And mm-hmm. the picture of the Lover. woman wearing this costume. We didn't let's get just a say she was. Oh, got one? Let's just say she is scantily clad. Mm. Don't dress as a homeless person or a hobo, as they write. Do not dress up as a national tragedy. And then they include a picture of two people dressed as the Twin Towers oh. with fire on them and Come Barbie on. dolls falling out of them. Jesus. Oh, I did see a picture of that. They had big smiles on their faces, too. What is wrong Little with people? Jerks. I hate people. Mm. Coming up next. Oh, good Chinese spy story. Uh, Chinese Do not spy dress story. up as a Chinese spy. Or actually, I guess you can. It's not on the can list. You?
It's not on the list. If it's not on Good Housekeeping's list of offensive costumes, I am good. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM640. I'm really hungry right now because of that eating disorder story. So it looks like it was a mafia hitman by the name of Botios Freddy Gaius that murdered Whitey Bulger in prison. At least one other inmate probably involved there at that uh, prison in West Virginia. Looks like this was a guy who hated rats. And Whitey Bulger was a snitch of epic proportions working with the FBI for several years. They say that he beat him to death with a lock and a sock Mm. and then tried to gouge out his eyes and cut out of his tongue with a shiv. That's a hard way to go. Especially when you're 89. I don't think. I mean, it, any age, right? Yeah, I would yeah, imagine that. That was a dumb comment. Tough at 29 as well. <laughs> um, at the bottom of next hour, we're going to start talking about this weird story that um, special counsel Robert Mueller was asking the FBI to investigate a possible scam in which a woman was going to make false claims that he was guilty of sexual misconduct and harassment. Several uh, political reporters were contacted about doing a story on this misconduct. And now it looks like it was an entire. It was a scam all along. Who so. wants a Chinese spy story? Raise your hand. Oh, I'm gonna tell it anyway. Okay. Uh, no, I did. I raised my hand. Okay. Two Chinese intelligence officers and a group of hackers have been charged in San Diego. They are accused of infiltrating the computer networks of private companies to steal plans for a turbofan engine to be used in commercial airliners. So, this. State-controlled company, the aerospace company in China, has been working to develop a, a similar turbofan technology to use in the commercial airliners in China. So they were just going to steal our information on how to do it. The funniest part about it, perhaps, is the U.S. attorney who has been prosecuting this says you can buy these off the shelf. Like, you, don't, you don't have to steal the information. You can go to a, I don't know if there's turbo fans or us, but you yeah, can go but, to a place and get the information quickly. Um, I mean, you can get the product, but do you know the science behind how the product is made? Uh, I would imagine that they are smart enough to reverse engineer some of the stuff, but but maybe that's, maybe that's why they did take it. Five-year conspiracy, they said, led by a guy named Jia Rong, division director of the Jiangsu Province Ministry of State Security. Make sure you get those names right. And Chai Meng. A section chief, both of them overseeing uh, human intelligence and intellectual property theft operations within the ranks of the Chinese government. The they- in- the intrusion began uh, eight years ago, and it targeted businesses from Massachusetts to Arizona to Oregon. Uh, all these companies were developing parts for the engine. So I think that's really what it's about is like the intellectual property on developing parts that go into this turbofan engine. Yeah, they said that they were also the, – the first official attack occurred in January of 2010. They got inside the network of Capstone Turbine, which is a gas turbine manufacturer here in L.A. They create their own email within the network and then install malware onto the, the website and make it a watering hole. So anybody who visits that website is then potentially vulnerable to uh, infection. And then the malware was designed to exploit the vulnerabilities in uh, Internet Explorer, etc. Does anybody – still use that 
They also infiltrated an Arizona aerospace company in 2012. They sent an email that was encouraging targets to click on a website that had been supporting uh, su- supposed to be capstone turbine, but they uh, misspelled it all by one letter, uh, which is another slick way of getting you to fall for their tricks or treats. Shysters. Tricks or treats? Trick or treat. Are you just making a little Halloween jokey joke? Yeah. You know what you don't get to do when you don't dress up? You don't get to make <laughs> Halloween jokes. Okay? When you phone it in and you put on a youth pastor shirt instead of a costume on Halloween, no trick or treat jokes. That's what I could be. I could be a youth pastor. I could get a little collar and I could stick a little white collar right there. Mm-hmm. I could do that. No? Okay. It's not. Like, hit the thing so she'll stop looking at me, please. Squatter in here. <laughs> B-gap we'll squatter. Because we're going to talk to you later. All right. Uh, Gary Shannon on this Wednesday, October 31st. You know, there's always one cool kid in the neighborhood who you like, who comes by. He doesn't have a costume, but you give him anything he wants anyway. Is oh. that me? Uh, no. It was Petros. <laughs> wow. That was oh, Anne, you are oh my God, freaky that's... and hot at the same time. Wow. Sexy Damn, Freddy Krueger. Sexy Freddy Krueger. She's got the glove. That's, that is that is priceless. Where'd you get that sweater? That's the that's the scariest part about it. You, you whittled it. Whittled like a it's sweater. like it's a piece of wood. Or, mm. Whoa. What? Knit, knitted. I knitted the sweater. You look great and scary, and super cute. You check all the boxes. I can't say any any of those. Things. No, you cannot. So I won't. Nice glove. Take whatever you want, Anne. Take whatever candy you yeah. want. Yep. Yep. Okay. Good luck. Happy birth. Happy Halloween. Happy birthday. I don't know. I mean, she's hot, <laughs> but shouldn't be throwing that far off your game. Uh, what else is going on? Yes. <laughs> Time for what's happening. Well, we've got your chance at a thousand dollars coming up. <laughs> I also have a hard time believing Freddy Krueger wears yoga pants. Also, yes, sorry. special counsel Bob Mueller is in the news. Uh, apparently last week he called his buddies over at the FBI and he said, hey, Chris, um, can you investigate this scam? Apparently there's, uh, there's a woman who's calling reporters saying that she's been offered money to say she was harassed by Bob Mueller. Okay, they're going down this weird road because it's, that's the easiest way to put it, but it is so much more convoluted than that. I mean, because the the guy who's accused of then doing this either doesn't exist or exists, but says he has nothing to do with it. It's the weirdest convoluted story that someone tried to drum up allegations against Bob Mueller and now pretending they didn't do it. I don't know. Aaron Katursky is going to join us at the bottom of the hour and he's going to hopefully uh, shed some light on some of this for us. Uh, one of the reporters contacted who works for The Hill, and he said he received threats, uh, including a text message that read, you're in over your head. Drop this. Oh, boy. Good Lord. Uh, Turkish prosecutor publicly today confirmed that uh, journalist Jamal Khashoggi was strangled as soon as he walked into that Saudi consulate in Istanbul 
and then his body was cut up. Oh, so there was no uh, fist fight? You, well, no. No. I'd say no. Uh, his fiance, you remember, was waiting for hours outside the consulate. And when he didn't come out, consulate officials told her uh, he went out the back door, which he may have in pieces. The man in the synagogue massacre has been indicted by a federal grand jury. We knew this was coming. It was announced this morning. 44 counts, including hate crimes. Federal prosecutors have said that they will seek the death penalty in this case. U.S. US Attorney Scott Brady saying today begins the process of seeking justice for the victims of these hateful acts. Of course, 11 people were killed on Saturday. Um, Six more injured, including four Police officers, one of those officers remains in the hospital. There's a strange New York uh, New York City story. Detectives have been doing a bunch of interviews in Virginia where a couple of sisters from Saudi Arabia were living. But these sisters ended up floating in the Hudson River, their bodies bound together with duct tape. And they at first had a hard time even identifying them. Once they figured out that it was Tala Ferreira and Rotana Ferreira, they are trying to now determine how in the world they got there. The women were found on the rocks near the river, fully clothed, both wearing black jackets with fur trim and black leggings. No obvious signs of trauma. And yes, the chief of detectives there with the NYPD says that the interviews are unraveling what was going on in their lives before the deaths saying we've made significant progress in piecing together this puzzle. Uh, wow, this is kind of a dark... Uh, yeah, can we do something... a lot, Nick. Yeah. Your unicorn head would have prompted something more positive than this, but um, I guess we'll just have to make our way through it. Oh, this is fun. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Canada's running out of pot. Oh, but that's fun. Trevor Tobin, uh, one of the owners of Labrador City Shop in Newfoundland... Tubin. ...and Labrador, Tubin. says they went 10 straight days without the pot. About... Uh, the producers kept saying there will be some bumps in the road, but right now it's not a bump in the road. <laughs> They're not leprechauns. It's a... <laughs> Wait a minute. Although that would have been a good costume, Gary. He sa- <laughs> a yes. leprechaun? He does a Anything. good leprechaun. Right voice. now it's not a bump in the road. It's a big pothole. <laughs> Get it? Because it's not a bump in the road. Oh. It's a pot. See what he hole. did there? Pothole. He owns the shop with his mother. I think that's funny. Canadians. They're so nice. You just want to do the voice and say things like about. A boot. Uh, this tale comes it's to us. It's not a boot. A the boot? pot. A boot. That was, that, was not, that was not Canadian at all. This, this tale comes to us from uh, Monica's people. Uh, a mayor in Florida. Are we talking about the Cuban part of Monica no, the or Florida the Floridian part, part of Floridian. Monica? Floridian. Got it. Uh, a mayor in Florida decided to respond to a community request. A woman had called in. She wanted there to be speed bumps in her neighborhood because cars were going too fast. And this mayor does what every good mayor in a small town does. He not only responds, but goes ahead and puts those speed bumps in. And then said to the woman, uh, <laughs> you got your... How about a little... Oh, I can't say that. I don't think I can <laughs> say that. What? How about a little what? Uh, bump for a bump? Sure, you can say that. That's not what I was going to say. A bang for a bump? No, I wasn't going to say that either. Sex for a bump? I was going to make it rhyme with bump. Oh, hump for rump? Oh, they wow. call them, they call them <laughs> speed humps. You didn't even humps? say it right. Are we not allowed to say that? They I do was, call them speed humps. Yeah, they call humps. them speed humps. That's the right. that popped into my head, and you were running around it, and I got confused if we weren't allowed to say that. Yeah, well, she <laughs> screwed it up. Either no, way, the she, other word of it. Hump. Yes. You can say hump. 
right? Can't I was, you? I was trying to figure out why he did say it. Four more times. He had speed humps put in. Speed humps. Yes. They're, they they have signs. They call them speed humps. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It was also Nick's nickname in uh, high school. Hey, oh, easy. wow. He dumped the last six minutes. <laughs> the whole <laughs> the last two hours. Dang. That was Dang. a freaking hey, train uh, we got $1,000 we're going to be giving away. How, how, never <laughs> mind. Just you know dump what? that. Uh, dump the whole thing. Wow. Do button? you want to do the yes, $1,000? Should we all go home? Give it away. Give it away. You're yes. shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's money to 200-200. Got to answer that phone. If you uh, win, they'll call you before the top of the hour. If you don't win this hour, another chance between, say, 105 and 120, perhaps. In fact, giving away $1,000 an hour from 5 in the morning all the way through the first hour of the Conway Show at about 6.20 at night. When we come back, uh, a big college football story that's causing some problems uh, from the University of Maryland. The coach gets to come back, but the school president said he's out. He's going to leave. We'll We've tell you got why. Uh, pictures on Instagram of uh, some people around the office. One of my friends texted me. He's like, who's the blonde in that picture? I'm like, easy. What are you doing? But she does look great. Who is it? I don't know. Oh. Okay. We'll say that. Halloween that brings out the best yeah. in people. Doesn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. like The Purge or something. Yeah. Uh, Who's it, that blonde? In all honesty, though, on? um, there have been people who walk in here that we don't know who they are. So yeah. We just go, hey, you And person. we know that they've worked here for like 12 years. You know your name. And you know when it's too far, like when you've been... In a, in a relationship casually with someone for too long, you, you cannot don't. go back and be like, and hey, what's your name again? Because it's just, it's ridiculous. Hey, you. Sucks. That's why you guys are saying, hey, great costume. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, Petros Papadakis is going to join us in a few minutes. We're going to talk about that college football thing. Gary and Shannon. Big stories that we're following. Uh, more funerals today for the victims of the synagogue massacre in Pittsburgh. Uh, 44 counts uh, against the shooter in that case, handed down by the federal grand jury. Uh, President Trump's going to be on the road again. He has a campaign rally in Florida later tonight. And uh, they say they have heard pings finally from the black boxes of that Lion Air flight that crashed, uh, but they have not yet found the main part of the fuselage that they are expecting at 737 that crashed the other day. Uh, out just uh, in the ocean off Indonesia. Big story in college football yesterday. I'm sure you probably saw all of the talk about players walking out of DJ Durkin's meeting. This is a football program at the University of Maryland, Terrapins, that is in turmoil. There was an in-depth report all about the toxic culture, which may or may not have played a role in one of the players' deaths. Our college football Maven, the man who knows more about college football than uh, than anyone. Than who? Uh, is the great Petros Papadakis. Thank you. I'm here. Happy uh, Halloween. Uh, there's, there's a, there's I've a, eaten a lot of this chocolate. Know, that bowl was I, full before. You I know there. this is a serious topic, but I've, been, I've uh, eaten a lot of this chocolate. The, the Student Government Association is going to rally on Thursday to uh, protest the reinstatement of this coach. Now, here's there's the thing. There's a congressperson that's calling for him to be uh, fired. Jordan McNair was an offensive lineman for Maryland. Yeah, he died, died in June. A, he died in a, in a workout, which uh, the head coach wouldn't be allowed to attend uh, those summer workouts in college and 
I remember this popping up. Now, it wasn't the same situation where people were demanding the coaches were fired, but the year after I got done playing football was 2001, and that summer two players died, one in college and one in the pros. Uh, the pro football was Corey Stringer, offensive lineman for the Vikings, and uh, the college football was a kid named Rashidi Wheeler at Northwestern. And after that, they started changing rules about how many days you could have double days back-to-back, uh, the creatine, what the players could take, uh, what kind of supplements were okay, uh, who should be there available during workouts and different stuff like that. And I've always been from the school, look, I don't really care what you do to your players as long as I don't have to look at it and nobody dies. And I'm from the old school of football, you know, and that's kind of how, you know, people would pass out or guys would throw up and they, you know, you drag them across the finish line so you could finish practice. Nothing to brag about. That's just how it was. Now that's changed dramatically. And when you read the Maryland story and what happened with the strength coach and uh, how they just egregiously left this kid there to, to, to burn to death, basically, from from running too much, it's really bad. It's a terrible story. The The strength coach has been relieved. And even if you don't blame DJ Durkin or blame his culture or really who's accountable, when you're the head coach, you're accountable for everybody. And the fact that he's kept his job it's just not a good look. You Why know. would you keep him? I mean, what, what's... Well, he's not a bad coach. Okay. I mean, going into this, and people right. like D.J. Durkin as a coach. He was turning around their football culture. He was he was doing a pretty good job there. He came from Jim Harbaugh. Uh, he was a D coordinator for Harbaugh at Michigan. So this was a guy they liked. You know, they thought he was the guy that was going to turn their program around. What's his accountability here? You know, was he the bad cop, you know, or the good cop to this strength coach? Bad cop? Did they really use mind games with the young guys and... I mean, some of this stuff that you read in the report that's like, oh, look at this toxic culture. You know, you remove the, this, this summer workout where this kid passed away. Most people are just saying, well, welcome to football. Yeah, I'm just going to – mind games. Yeah. Don't coaches play mind games with all players? All, all the time. So a lot of that stuff didn't really raise my eyebrows when you read it. But when you read the story of how McNair passed, it, it does raise your eyebrows. And it, it is egregious. And it's just hard to imagine them going forward with this coach, uh, with that story out there, even if – He's getting a raw deal by being fired. It's just hard to imagine them going forward. A major sports network suggests that he will be coaching on Saturday, that he's going to coach the game on Saturday. And then, then they're just going to try to defiantly stand up in the in the, in the the firestorm of, of what's coming for them, which is you can't do this. You can't. The, the parents are very vocal. They're lawyered up. And I understand their sentiment. Does Durkin deserve this? I, I don't know. I mean, I really don't, but I'm surprised at Maryland's defiance in keeping him just because just the recruiting alone. How are they doing they, this year? This, they're not They're not bad. Okay. I mean, they beat Texas, I and mean, they're not good. You know, they're probably like a 500 football team. Okay. And uh, it's, not, it's not the end of the world there if this guy gets fired, and that's why I don't understand why the level of defiance, because – How's this guy going to go into people's living rooms? Right, he's going to he's doing that they right now. I mean, it. they're going to be recruiting right now. They'll be recruiting in in December, January, signing day in February. There's an early signing day now. I mean, that's a big part of what this is. And Maryland recruits that DC area. Everybody's aware of this story nationally. I mean, we're talking about it on KFI in LA. So. This kid dies. The only one who really pays a price for it is the strength and conditioning coach, right? I guess. I mean, that's because the university president, uh, his name is William Lowe. I think sooner or later, you know, you know how how universities are. You know, they don't fire people, but people five years after something really bad happens, suddenly 
you look up and everybody's gone. Right. And I think that's going to be the situation. And it, it should be probably the situation with Dirk and just, just off optics alone. Petros, uh, you are a sage. You are a football god. Yeah. And we appreciate you. Thanks. Uh, Petros will be on the television. Was I matter of fact enough? Oh, you were great. Thanks. You were great. USC, Oregon State, <laughs> Corvallis. Corvallis, baby. Mm. Saturday night. Great. I'll see you at McMinimins. Great pizza there. We'll be there. Tater tots. Mm. Keep saying food things. I'm hungry. Let's go, dude. <laughs> Gary and Let's Chandler. go to flat top of a Didicus. What? Hosted by Petros. You know Petros. Petros Papakakis. <laughs> Thanks. Good Lord. Yeah, he's new around here. Um, Shannon. Uh, big stories that we are uh, following today. SoCal Edison finally came out and said that its equipment did likely spark the uh, the Thomas fire. There is an official report from different agencies that's expected to come out soon, but uh, this is independent of that. They came out and said that some of their stuff may have sparked that fire. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis is pushing back on the suggestions that the move to send thousands of troops to the border is a political stunt ahead of the midterms, telling reporters today at the Pentagon that the deployment of these troops is based on a request from the Department of Homeland Security saying we don't do stunts in this department. Uh, why? I love Can him. I love that guy I do. more than I that? Love, who do you love more, Jim Mattis or Greg Williams? Oh, my gosh. Can we have both of them? Yeah. Nick, do me a favor. it's truly like picking between your children. Get on the horn. We need uh, Cleveland Browns interim head coach Greg Williams and uh, Defense Secretary James Mattis, preferably tomorrow. Standing by right now on lines 11 and 12. Oh, my gosh. You're so good. Oh, you know what? They just they hung up. Sorry. I'll get back on it. Do we have Aaron Katursky? Oh, there he is. There's someone. I mean, if we can't have Jim Mattis or Greg Williams, I will settle for the next best thing. Let's get into Swamp Watch here. Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Swamp Watch. This is a bizarre story about uh, a plot to level accusations of sexual misconduct against Bob Mueller. And we know the FBI is looking into this on his behalf, on special counsel Bob Mueller's behalf. And joining us to help try to figure all of this stuff out is uh, is Aaron Katursky in New York. Aaron, can you can you make heads or tails of what's been going on with this story? Not really. Uh, I mean, we're not sure. Who's, you know, yanking whose chain? Uh, but the, the, the apparent plot involved a, a payment of $20,000 that was offered to a woman to make up allegations against Robert Mueller uh, that would date to when they worked at the same law firm in the 1970s. The woman contacted a number of reporters to say, hey, this, this offer was made to me and I didn't take it. And she said it was made by a uh, Jack Berkman, the, the the known right-wing conspiracy peddler, who denies offering anyone any money to to make up stories about Bob Mueller, but who nonetheless says he is going through with a press conference planned for tomorrow, at which point he will introduce a client who he says has damning information about Robert Mueller. 
Now, um, this woman supposedly was working for a law firm at the same time that Mueller was, like you said, it would have been uh, 70s, I think it was, 74. And reporters say that she said uh, she was supposed to claim the misconduct took place during that period. Now, I guess people have looked at this woman doesn't exist or she well, didn't ex- she didn't work there at the time or. Well, you know, again, we haven't been able to necessarily track her down. She claims to be from Florida. Um, we, we weren't able to find anybody by her name, um, but she is public in 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 saying that she received this call. And there was another woman who also claims to have received a call from an associate of Jack Berkman who was offered money to make up Mueller accusations and go public with them. Um, So we're not sure what's what, but it is one of the more curious efforts to try and discredit Robert Mueller and the investigation that's now in its 17th month. The uh, lobbyist, Jack Berkman, who has been peddling this story uh, via his uh, social media, his show, a radio show, uh, he has kind of a history of conspiracy theories. He, uh, he, he does. Yeah. Uh, he, he was in on the on, on thinking it was a hit on a Democratic staffer or something. Yeah. Seth Rich, oh, yeah. Uh, who, who died in a robbery in 2016. And, and he said that there may have been more to it, and, and it was obviously false and hurtful to this this poor person's family. Um, but so he has no problem, you know, delving into the into the muck, um, whether he did so here or not. He says no, uh, but he also says that, um, you know, he, he's still promising that there's damaging information about Mueller out there and that, by golly, he's going to show us at a news conference on Thursday. Well, this is going to be an interesting uh, interesting. I guess, piece of political theater here because this guy is known wacko, but he's got information on one of the most high-profile people in Washington. So almost... Or does he? Well, yeah. Or I mean, but whatever happens tomorrow, people are going to cover it because of the fact that he's talking about Robert Mueller. Yeah, I, I know. I, I think I know what you're saying. It's like even if there's no there there, Bob Mueller's name is still dragged into the story and people will forget the details of, of there being no there there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I think, part of the reason why the Mueller team immediately referred the, the matter to the FBI uh, last week as soon as they learned that there were women being offered money for false dirt on Mueller. Uh, the FBI is now investigating, but declines to comment on uh, what exactly they're investigating and who they're investigating and, and where that may stand. <laughs> so we'll see if this even takes place tomorrow. All right, Aaron, thank you. Thank you. Aaron Katursky there at the latest on the... Such a dirty, dirty place. It's just... Politics in this country. And then the denial. I, I forgot about that Seth Rich story, but you're right, that that he was the Democratic staffer that was shot on, in the street in Washington during this uh, botched robbery and then everybody claimed that it was uh, the Democrats that killed him. Right. You know, it was like the ghost of Vince Foster came back and just killing people. The ghost of Vince Foster is a hitman for the Clintons now. Right. Like the Clintons are in the mafia. I knew it. Maybe they killed Whitey Bulger. I, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got it. We'll come back and we'll do some more. Oh, I've got a great story about a local city council candidate who is in hot water for trying to peddle his mother. True story. This is the one where he was putting her on the street. Yep. Weird. Gary and Shannon.
Shannon on this uh, Halloween. What are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't have it on. Put on your costumes. So we're in the middle of a Swamp Watch talking about what's going on in Washington, D.C. This uh, back and forth, actually, between the president and Paul Ryan, I thought was kind of interesting. Yesterday, we talked about how the president, in an interview, had um, discussed birthright citizenship and uh, his call to end it. And it turns out that uh, Paul Ryan, in an interview with a uh, radio station, said, eh, you can't do that. He told WVLK, you obviously can't do that. You cannot end birthright citizenship with an executive order. We didn't like it when Obama tried changing immigration laws via executive action. And obviously, as conservatives, we believe in the Constitution. Now, the president came back and said in a tweet today, Paul Ryan should be focusing on holding the majority rather than giving his opinions on birthright citizenship, something he knows nothing about. (laughs) Our new Republican majority will work on this, closing the immigration loopholes and securing our border. Uh, The what is interesting is the other Republicans who disagree with the president but desperately need him going into the election. No, they just say nothing. They uh, just say absolutely nothing. Well, one guy, Carlos Curbelo, is a Republican out of Florida. He has been a huge uh, supporter of immigration reform, and he is in a pretty tough reelection battle. So he tweeted at the president, birthright citizenship is protected by the Constitution and you cannot end it by executive order. And then went on to say what we really need is broad immigration reform that makes our country more secure, reaffirms our wonderful tradition as a nation of immigrants. So how these uh, different um, Republicans, maybe more, uh, I guess you could say moderate Republicans, are going to handle this is going to be interesting because this was not this was not something they looked for. This was not something they were expecting is to have sort of a, a late grenade thrown into the uh, the race a week before they, their re-elections. Locally in our swamp of Southern California, there is a candidate for city council that is in some serious trouble. He's been accused of dropping off his elderly wheelchair-bound mother to panhandle for the last decade. Wow. And guess what? They're not homeless. The guy's name is David Che, C-H-E-Y. He has been caught on camera leaving his mother soon, 86 years old, in her wheelchair, downtown Laguna Beach, with a sign that reads, please help me. Oh, my gosh. But look at this. Lo- the picture that... Hello? Come on in. Oh, look at you. You're like a handsome... Like Deadpool or something? No, it's, oh. he's like oh, there's a... there's a cross. Lucha Dore. Like, like sexy Jesus yes. or something? But in a suit. Got it. I am, I am the world's greatest. Oh, you can come closer to yeah. the microphone here. You're working radio. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hola. Hola. Hola, buenos dias. Who's us? It's uh, great to see Flaca. Hey, guapo. See. It's nice to see you dress up. Como se dice Flaca in English? English? Skinny? How do you say flaca in English? Uh, yeah. uh, skinny. Oh, okay. But uh, it is offensive to me that uh, that you dress as uh, Simple Jack, Gary. Uh, oh, wow. In a time uh, that lots of people try to come together. Right. No? Yes. Are you the guy that killed Whitey Bulger last night? I know some people. <laughs> they know some people, yes. But Matt- me, I... 
go by the name of El Pelon, the world's greatest Mexican wrestler. Got it. Everybody knew that. You didn't, you didn't have to that. say that. Wait, oh, didn't I just say you should wear a cape because there's a Mexican wrestler that wears a cape? And I freaking nailed it because it was a red cape? Yes. You did just say that five hours ago. It would take... Um, but, I mean, what are the chances that Neil would dress up as said wrestler? Or Gary to be Mexico City's greatest fighter. He lover. Oh, I, he's also a lover. Oh, of course he is. Hey. <laughs> and, uh, it looks like you don't have a nose in that mask. Uh, is it tied a little tight back there? I uh, lost my nose in oh, round two my, of my oh, very first fight. I did not know I am Well, sorry. enjoy some chocolate. Ah, gl- yeah, that's for people. Giving out K-cups? Yeah, yes. that's for people who don't dress up. They take a Keurig cup. <clears throat> I'll take the a snicker <laughs> and the kit of the cat. The snicker. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Gracias, Papa. No, uh, de happy nada. Birthday. Happy Halloween. Ha- Como se dice happy, happy Halloween? What's wrong with you? Uh, it's in December. In uh, Espanol. Happy Halloween. That's all. That everybody says it the same. Oh. Yeah. So back to the guy who drops off his old elderly mother in her wheelchair in downtown Laguna Beach to have her panhandle. With a sign that says, please help me. There is a business owner, Heidi Miller, and she says that... These people have a brand new car. They live in a condo in Irvine, yet beg for our help. She says an adult protective services have gone out there. They can't do anything because she says she enjoys begging. Oh. That this guy, she maintains, Heidi says, uh, the son has brainwashed mom. What? uh... She says, we have a tremendous homeless problem in Laguna Beach. I missed that that alert. The homeless problem in Laguna Beach? Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, it's not even that she's home, that this woman looks like she's homeless at all. He leaves his mother stranded for hours at a time, either on Forest Avenue or at the University Town Center. Um, There's somebody else who has come forward and put a sign behind her that says, do not give this woman money. Her son drops her off to beg for money she doesn't even need. Drops her off about 830 and picks her up at midnight. People say she collects hundreds of dollars an hour. No. Well, listen, if she's earning $200 an hour, I don't think he's brainwashing her. I think she's choosing this. Heidi, by the way, has uh, this business owner has taken pictures of their vehicle, which is a brand new car, complete with dealer plates on it still. Uh, And she's the one responsible for that sign that says, do not give this woman money. He, um, yeah, so he's running for city council. City of Irvine, yes. City of Irvine. He says, I've earned a BS in a <laughs> I lot. Bet. Yeah. A BS in elder care. <laughs> That's not funny. Uh, they had some financial problems, so I guess they lost their family home 10 years ago, 12 years ago, uh, after the father died in all of this. So it's, uh, it's there's something else going on here. It can't be as simple as he's just dropping her off to beg. There are two seats available on Irvine City Council, and there are 11 candidates. How come we didn't run for something? Oh, you don't want us running for anything. No, I, I do don't not. think so. Uh, and finally, we will never have to do another Kanye West story during Swamp Watch because he has announced that he is quitting politics. I heard he was getting involved with Brexit. No. Blexit. 
which is what I thought too when I first saw it. What but is it's Blexit? It was a campaign to tell uh, blacks, African Americans, people of color to leave the Democratic Party. Got it. Uh, I have an update from the Red Sox victory parade. Apparently, people along the parade route were throwing beers at players that were passing by on those duck boats, which I thought we were putting out of commission. Right. But I guess not. Well, they're fine as long as you keep them on the road. Okay. Well, they were on the road as they uh, made their way down the boulevard there. But apparently, one of the beers tossed almost took out, uh, (laughs) who was it? Uh, Mookie Betts. Ooh. I mean, and then another beer damaged one of Boston's four World Series trophies. <laughs> so maybe we stopped. Was Manny throwing. Machado in the crowd? Yeah. That's too bad. Um, Alex Cora also told the Yankees to suck it. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I think. Well, we, they were. Weren't they singing? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very well said. One of the moments of solidarity at that uh, game five of the World Series was when all of us chanted Yankees suck. You are tearing up a little bit. Not really. I've never seen you tear up before. That's a lie. When we come back, Alex Stone's going to join us. We're going to talk about Uber launching a new feature in L.A. Trying to improve emergency response if you're a passenger in the back of an Uber. And things start this going is kind south. of terrifying that they have to do this. Yes. Uh, so we'll talk about that with Alex when we come back. Gary and Shannon with How About This? Your chance at $1,000. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's WIN to 200-200. If you win, they'll notify you by phone before the top of the hour, so you got to answer that phone number, uh, phone call, even if it is from a number you don't recognize. Your next chance to win is going to be during the John and Ken Show, sometime between, say, 205 and 220. In fact, you have a chance to win $1,000 once an hour, Monday through Friday, from 5 in the morning through 6.20 at night. So have things gotten so bad in Uber cars that now we have, like, an escape hatch in the form of a 911 emergency button? Looks like that is what's happening, especially, well, here in Los Angeles, at least. Alex Stone is on the story, joins us now with all the details. Alex, what's happening? Hey there, guys. So, yeah, the uh, the Uber app has had a 911 button for a little while where you can hit the button and it calls 911 and, and then it's a traditional phone call at that point. But this is, and L.A. is now going to be the biggest city in the world uh, that is going to have this option. But the, when you hit the 911 button from inside the app, it doesn't just call 911, but in a partnership with the LAPD, that when the call taker gets that call on the other end, that they are going to get all kinds of information about the ride. They're going to know who you are because it's coming from your app. It's going to know exactly where you are, who's driving the vehicle, what the license plate is, what the vehicle looks like, everything that's in the Uber system, they will get that data. And a lot of that is because even if you're from L.A., and especially if you're not, you get into an Uber vehicle, there's something that goes on, a medical emergency, an assault of some kind, a traffic accident, and uh, the call taker says, okay, well, where are you? 
and what's the license plate of the vehicle, you're probably not going to know exactly where you are or even the, the make and model of that car, what the license plate is. This allows you to, to connect to that call taker and they'll immediately know where you are and what kind of vehicle they need to be looking out for. Is there also concern that you may not want to talk about the guy or woman, I guess, could be possible, but we know that that's not going to happen. Uh, the guy driving? Like, you don't want to let him know that you're calling 911? Yeah, and that, that could be a big part of it as well. And 911, uh, the, the system, they say, and Uber says they understand, too, that if there's something going on, if there's an incident in the car, that, that you may not want to speak up. And this will allow that call to go through. Uh, again, they're going to have your name. They may have your picture if you have a, a profile picture uh, in your profile on Uber. They'll be able to see where the vehicle is moving, and they'll know what to look out for. And this comes on the heels of all of the reports of physical and sexual assault cases, uh, both against drivers and passengers. On on both sides, uh, there have been reports, and there have been calls for Lyft and for Uber to do more. Uber says that this is trying to make everybody safer inside that vehicle and that that they think this is the logical next step to, to make that happen. Alex? We appreciate your what work. Are you, what are you uh, dressing the kids up as tonight? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, what am I dressed up as? Uh, no, that would be creepy. Are, yeah, well, <laughs> many, many people in our office are creepy today, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> they are going to be uh, a stormtrooper and uh, Princess Leia. We are all Star Wars in our house. Oh, my oh. gosh. I love it. Yep. We're coming knocking tonight, Gary. Watch out. <laughs> I won't be there. I mean, you can feel free to come by any time, Alex. <laughs> um, but I will. I don't know what I'm doing tonight. You're going to miss the stormtrooper and Princess Leia. For, well, I'm for not something. now. Yeah. Now that I've been warned. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. You got it. Thanks, guys. Alex Stone. There, the latest on this. Uh, that, I think that's. To, I I knew that they had a 911 button on their on the Uber app. I've seen it before, but the idea that I'm calling because the driver is doing something I'm afraid of or I'm going the wrong way. That's. Uh, you're only two feet away from that person. Think of all the dramatic people. I was going to say dramatic women. No, you don't have to. But I'm going to say dramatic people who are going to abuse that 911 button because of silly things. Like what? Like, like he's not you don't following like, my direction? Yeah, you don't like the route he's taking. Uh, he won't put on your music. Remember Oscar <laughs> yes. and his friends? And they didn't. He didn't. The Uber driver didn't want to have any music on in the car. Oscar's like, yeah, we were going out and no music. I, I could see Oscar hitting that nine one one button for that reason, especially mm. if alcohol's involved. Right. Well, Oscar when is it not? Drink, so. You're taking an Uber sober. It's terrifying. We took them all the time when we were in Cleveland and in Philly. Terrifying. Well, at least I was sober. Were you not sober? Oh please, you got on that pole sober. <laughs> no, when we were in, uh-huh. we were no. in the Uber, yeah. I said Gary's yeah. never been on to a strip club. He he hit that pole like he's an old pro. Though. Also, not a strip club. I tell you. Well, then why was there a pole there? I don't know. It was holding up the wall. I don't know. Mm. Gary and Shannon will continue just a moment. Gary and Shannon. 
What is this story about the uh, heathen eating soup directly from the supermarket hot bar? Straight ladle to mouth. Okay, I'm watching it now. Oh, Oh, damn. Yeah. And then put the ladle back in (laughs) the soup. I'm never eating. Was it Bill Handel? He's a good double dipper. (laughs) Oh, boy. Wow. Wow. Look at this. A witch. And... Okay. <laughs> this is great. This is our first witch. Oh, no, this is Breaking, Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. that makes sense. Are you cooking meth today? Uh, later. Uh, later, yeah, got it. We actually had a story about how to detect meth uh, from on Halloween candy. We should do like that. that's sweeping the nation or something. Like that article needed to be written. I mean, how many how many pieces of candy are going to come is with it, meth on them? Is this like a one candy, two candy thing? You no, can have as much as you want. Yeah, you could probably There's take no a rules few. in here. Especially yeah. for a unique costume like those. You guys, that, those, you know, I know that witch is not very, but you're the only one that we've seen today. I'll take yeah. it. So. I'll take it. Yeah. It's refreshing, actually. Okay, thanks, Ed. No, thank you. Bye. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> it's the thing we do around here. Um, uh, yeah, so I don't know if we have that video up of that guy eating that stuff out of Yeah, you, it's on the website. Did you post it that? Is. All right. KFI 640. He's holding a bag expansion. of what appears to be produce that he's going to purchase, but then he takes the ladle out of the soup pot. And Nick. Straight to sin- that sinful mouth, man. Yeah, sinful, sinful mouth. Sinful mouth. Oh. If he's doing that, that's sinful mouth. Is it? Yes. Hmm. Read the Bible once in a while. Oh, yeah, it says Read a lot about the eating Bible. hot soup. Yeah, let me go back. I'm going to do a quick search in my Bible for the word ladle. No, doesn't come up. What about soup? Zero instances. Soup? Of soup either. Broth? Broth is, broth is probably Bible. in there. Soup in the Bible? Is what that does the just... Bible say about soup? Let's yes. see. Oh, Kings 2. Oh, that's going to oh, be good. fun. Yeah, and Elijah <laughs> came again to Gilgal, mm-hmm. and there was a famine in the land. Right. And as the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, he said to his servant, Set on the large pot and boil stew for the sons of the prophets. Right. One of them went out into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered it from his lap full of wild gourds and came and cut them into the pot of stew, not knowing what they were. And they poured out for some of the men to eat. But while they were eating of the stew, they cried out, O oh, man of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat it. What was in the pot? Death. Oh, I've got more. Genesis. Uh, then Jacob gave Esau, oh, that's right. Esau. Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Oh, look at that. Jacob cooks stew all the time in Genesis. Got me again, Gary. Well, but it's stew. It's just a translation. I mean, I guess Genesis, the translation would wait, be soup. Genesis be? 1. Okay, so where is that in the Bible? In the beginning. Ah, okay. God. It's a little bit after that. <laughs> God created soup. God created the heavens and the earth. Okay. And soup. No, that doesn't say that there. Uh, let there be light, uh, darkness. Called the. Oh, here's some animals. Here's some plants. Mix them together. You got some stew. Where does soup come in there? Huh. Oh, here's one about Jesus. We're gonna do this for another seven minutes. Yeah, I was waiting for the. Where's the one about the What's Jesus? Going on. Um, what does it say about chowder? Uh, I'll Google that. All right. Chowder in Bible. Unidentified man uh, was holding a bag of what appears to be produce that he was going to purchase, but grabs that ladle out of the soup pot and starts sipping from it. Is that in the Bible? This video uh, originated on Reddit, had a million views across different social media platforms. And, of course, people said it was the scariest or most disgusting thing they've ever seen. And if that's the case, 
you need to get out. Because though that is definitely not the most disgusting thing or scariest thing that you've seen. Um, there are 12 instances of ladle in the Bible. What? Yep. Ball game. <laughs> Name one of them. I don't. N- numer- new. An assist with what? It? Numbers? Numbers. What? Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. What? Seven. The number Bible, seven. The, re- the Bible you're reading is in English, so. Also 12. It, it's just an abbreviation. N-U-M. Oh. I didn't know if it was numerals. No. I didn't know oh. numbers. It's, it's, I didn't, it it could have been a bunch N-U-M. of things. That makes right. sense. <clears throat> Listen, I'm not an expert. Uh, here we go. Also 12 gold ladles filled with incense were presented, each ladle weighing 10 shekels. Okay. We have learned from you, and we appreciate your teachings today, great rabbi. Amen. Uh, the Reddit user who claimed to have captured the footage of this guy eating the stuff said it was his second attempt to covertly eat from the bar. The witness claims to have notified security right after the footage was shot. But uh, How often does this happen? If, if one guy is caught on camera, there must be many, many more people who do ladle to mouth. Ladle to mouth. <laughs> I'm surprised that they had, well, I guess it's not, how else would you get the soup into your little container that you're going to do? I was going to say, why Why would they have a ladle in there? But that's a dumb question. That is a dumb question, and I apologize for Why that. wouldn't they have a ladle? That's what I mean. But Sorry. I'll still eat the soup. Like, if I have a good soup that I'm into, I would still, uh, I would still eat the soup, no, even knowing the story. You know how much gross stuff we eat all the time? I have zero problem with that. I have zero problem with food that's expired. Um, if oh, it's... Neil just texted me. Ladle is used in numbers. He must have sent that before I uncovered my great Bible knowledge. Where do you keep that Bible, by the way? <clears throat> the one that you do all your research in? Oh, it's in this drawer. Oh. Right here. It's quite a big Bible. Quite a big drawer as well. When we come back, we're going to tell you about uh, how it is that you can figure out which of your kids' candies are laced with meth. We're not doing that story. Why not? Because <laughs> that's ridiculous. That should not be a news item. Whoever wrote that article just wants you to click because it wants people to freak out and it's fear mongering and it's oh my gosh, meth on candy is sweeping the nation. Let's let's protect our children. I don't think there are many instances of meth being handed out on candy for a couple of reasons. Meth heads love meth candy's already popping up in places like Ohio, where oh. five year old Braylon Carwell okay. tested positive for methamphetamine. Right. That's like the after one eating tainted Halloween candy do is can you tell like based on the color or you you can tell when your kid starts painting a dust buster with nail polish <laughs> when your kid's up for five days straight and starts to lose his teeth that's when I you know, know. Well, how do you know but... mommy i can feel my teeth growing right how do you preemptively tell yeah before they ingest you know, it has there it's a way not to... a thing i don't know why this actually, is actually a... cop found candy or meth and candy in Georgia as well. Okay, two, okay, two, two pieces calling? of candy with meth. Does not a story make? I don't want to add to the fear mongering. Your, your kid's candy is fine. It doesn't have meth on it. Soup's okay too, right? And the soup is fine too. Okay. That guy looks kind of clean. Sick and six at an Alabama high school. Oh, three states. Oh, now you're just googling. <laughs> what did you do? That's how you figured what out the that Bible numb... say about soup. That's how you figured out that numb was a book of the Bible. Uh, numb. <laughs> <laughs> Numb. Not 
the Halloween. Uh, All right. Um, don't forget, you can join Fork Reporter Neil Savager for the third annual Thanks Grilling event this Saturday, November 3rd at Outdoor Elegance in Laverne. Get some tips on uh, grilling that holiday feast. Try some food and wine samples they'll have. Enter drawings to win some great prizes. It is all free, but it's going to be this weekend from 2 o'clock until 5 o'clock on Saturday. For information and to sign up, go to KFIAM640.com. Use the keyword Thanks Grilling. Brought to you by Alfresco Grills and Chase's Restaurant. Mm, who's this? Oh, it's Oscar. Oh, Miranda, yay. you're a unicorn. <laughs> this is fantastic. I love it. Why are you shooting so me? The costume is very offensive. It's only a little offensive. Except when, I'm wearing, when I'm wearing my cape, it's <laughs> super offensive. Oh Where'd you, you find that cake? Good stuff here. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just slutty Sandy, you know. Shit. Slutty Sandy. No, you look nice. Thank you, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around. I want to see before you go. Oh. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. When we come back, Happy the birthday. tallest buildings by usable space will <laughs> run down that how list. how to tell if your candy has meth in it. We all have a hunger. carried out that massacre in the synagogue in Pittsburgh has been indicted by a federal grand jury. This was expected. It charges him with 44 counts, including hate crimes. Prosecutors are going after the death penalty in this case. Guy opens fire in that Tree of Life synagogue, killing 11 people, wounding six more, including four police officers who responded to the scene. Uh, One of the details of that story that's kind of staying with me is the rabbi had been told to carry his cell phone in his front pocket during services and that was not something that they did that was uh, against the rules so to speak but he was told to do so for security reasons and it was that very cell phone that alerted police to the scene as the carnage was unfolding you mentioned yesterday that one of the doctors um, or several of the doctors who work at the hospital where the shooter was treated uh, are Jewish, the doctor and a couple of nur- uh, nurses. So at least three of them are Jewish. They've been treating treating this guy, um, even though, like you said yesterday, he was still in the hospital yelling that he wants to kill all the Jews. Uh, one of the doctors, one of the head trauma surgeons there at that hospital, actually went to check on the guy and ask how he was doing. And when he was interviewed by the Washington Post, this Dr. Cohen said, why... We can't say we want to reach out and talk to these people if I don't go in and talk to this guy. You know, this idea of uh, the best dialogue is to uh, protest and to shut it down, etc. didn't make any sense to the doctor who was literally listening to the guy saying, I want to kill all the Jews. And he's walking in there saying, I'm Dr. Ben Cohen. Uh, I'm going to be your doctor today. Uh, How are things going? The man accused of the shooting murders of two people at that grocery store outside of Louisville has been indicted as well on two counts of murder. We told you more about this story yesterday. They are treating that as a hate crime as well, looking like he targeted black people. Remember, there was a a white man who was crouched down outside that grocery store when the shooting began holding his own pistol in his hand for protection. The shooter walks out, looks at him and says, don't shoot me. I won't shoot you. Whites don't shoot 
each other, something to that effect. So that's being treated as a hate crime as well. Uh, Boston police have arrested a man accused of hitting players with cans of beer celebrating the Red Sox victory parade. Uh, It's unclear if this man was the one to throw. ever play again for the Dodgers? No. It wasn't Manny Machado? It was not Manny Machado. Okay. Um, but it's unclear if this was the guy who threw the beer that actually damaged one of the World Series trophies that was on board these duck boats. Why, who in Boston would throw something at the Red Sox? I don't know. Crazy, though. There was a woman who listens to our show, and she says she lives in the town uh, next to where the, uh, the, the Whitey Bulger hitmen are from. Oh, yeah. She said it's a great day in Boston, the Red Sox parade. They won, and Whitey Bulger is dead. <laughs> Speaking of Whitey Bulger, uh, the suspect in the case of who killed Whitey Bulger is a badass Greek. Badass. Aging mobster. He's, uh, he is a 51-year-old guy named Photios Geas. Uh, they call him Freddy. And his lawyer, Freddy's lawyer, isn't saying, I'm not saying he did it. I'm not saying he didn't do it. But uh, he has great disdain for informants, is the way he said it. He has uh, made a life. He likes a rat. He's made a life out of killing rats and uh, beating them, robbing them. He was the number one right arm man for a guy named Antony, who was allowed to officially be a mob boss because he's Italian. Freddy was never able to officially be part of the mafia because of all that Greek blood. Um, Freddie had a life of crime. He had a rap sheet that started when he was in his teens. And he and his brother, younger brother Ty, were convicted of killing a Genovese capo way back in 2003. Uh, He led a life of crime. He hired this... He was hired in Bruno's murder, shot him twice in the head after luring him to a home for a purported home invasion. This was also the brother tandem that lured another man to a home with the idea that they were all going to raid it. It was a pot home. Instead, when he gets there, they shoot him twice in the head. They bring him to a shallow grave that they have just dug. But somehow he survives the two gunshots to the head, gets up, starts to run away, and the brothers chase after him, beat him to death with their shovels, drag his body back to that grave, and finish the job. The mob movies we watch are real. All of it is real. Yeah. The guy guy that hired Freddy for that hit eventually flipped. He served 99 months in in exchange for testimony against Freddy and his little brother, Ty. Um, But he knew, supposedly, that he could get a deal as well. But the attorney says, Freddy's a man's man. He never wimped out. After uh, Anthony flipped, there was a back channel for Freddie to try to persuade him to cooperate. He didn't even blink an eye. He didn't flinch. He just said no. So Freddie hates rats. Whitey Bulger was somebody who rolled on people in the mob uh, repeatedly when he was an FBI informant before he went on the run and lasted 16 years with no one knowing where he was. They finally found him in 2011 in Santa Monica. But for a number of years, he was just yapping to the FBI. So here's how it went down for Whitey Bulger. It was 6 a.m. yesterday. 
He's in his cell, in his wheelchair. Four inmates walk in. They brutally beat him with a lock in a sock, like full metal jacket style. They use a shiv to try and gouge his eyes out. They attempted to cut out his tongue. TMZ reports there was a lot of blood in Bolger's mouth, but they don't know if the tongue was actually removed. Surveillance cameras captured the four inmates walking into his cell and walking out with their clothes clearly bloodied. The attack not caught on video. They were like in a corner. TMZ says the killers went back to their cells, changed out of their bloody clothes, then walked back to Whitey Bulger's cell with a mop and a bucket to clean up the mess. Man. It was mob retaliation at its finest because Bulger was a rat. Mm. And rats get bats. Mm? Is that what they say? No. Snitches get stitches. Rats get bats. <laughs> That's what we said in my gang when I was growing up. I was, I was in. When we come back, we're going to borrow the execution desk from John and Ken real quick. Because uh, kind of a do-it-yourselfer guy came forward and made the electric chair for Tennessee. And now he's saying, uh, yeah, I'm not certain it's going to work out really great. Oh, and he also is a Holocaust denier. Well, you throw that in there, it's just like adding uh, it's like adding pot to your Reese's. Your analogies are are off really? today. As your friend, I felt like I needed to tell you that. Not a yes, sir. Not a follower. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seed in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder. Gary and Shannon. Well, the day, well, tomorrow, not the day after tomorrow, tomorrow's Thursday. Tomorrow, the state of Tennessee is due to uh, electrocute Edmund Zagorski. Uh, There's a problem, though. The guy who built Tennessee's electric chair says uh, he's not quite sure it's going to work. Now, the reason he says that is he hasn't been able to uh, do the tune-ups on the electric chair. Because he's a Holocaust denier. So they don't want him anywhere around the Tennessee Department of Corrections. He claims there were no uh, gas chambers at Auschwitz. Okay. <laughs> Did we point out that he has mm, he has no engineering degree no, or, or, a, or a license? Well, what's great is... Um, you would imagine you have to go through like a bidding process to... Dis- to design and build an electric chair for a state like Tennessee. Um, he stands by the, he, he built this electric chair back in 1988, relying on skills that were picked up while he was designing navigational and surveillance equipment. Oh, and studying documents describing early executions. It's kind of typical when you think about lawmakers and how they make decisions. Like, oh, well, I know a guy. I know a guy who make a good Okay, fine. Chair. Sign him up to do it. Um, the problem is he hasn't been able to update it. And his concern is that the chair will fail because of changes that other people have made to it long after he was allowed to service it. He says he was familiar with prisons because he went with his father to his job as superintendent of transportation in the Massachusetts state prison back in the 40s and 50s. He says he was about four, ages four to 16, when he would tag along with dad. Uh, And that as a teenager, he helped his father move the state's old electric chair when the prison relocated. This guy is sick. 
because in addition to the electric chairs that he was building, he would build, refurbish, uh, or consult on gas chambers, lethal injection machines, and gallows, where people get hanged for at least 27 states. He was like the execution doctor in all of this. Um, However, after his comments about the Holocaust and the fact, like you said, he didn't have an engineering degree or a license, he uh, got booted out of all of the work that he had been doing. I've got a Megyn Kelly update. Ooh. Do you want to hear it? I do. So Megyn Kelly, you know, is out at NBC. She was making $23 million a year for this three-year deal for Mm -hmm. a one-hour show. And... uh, she went on the air and she said that blackface wasn't a big deal back when she was a kid. And everybody at NBC lost their minds. It didn't help that she has bad ratings and she is not uh, friendly to work with. A lot of people at NBC never really took to her. Remember, she came in as Matt Lauer was leaving. Matt Lauer, who is loved by a lot of those people and feels like he kind of fell on the sword a little bit there, even though he did have that creepy button in his room that locked the door. Um, But then everybody did, they said. Right. Mm -hmm. So she's out, but there's a lot of money on the table, like uh, $38 million. She told NBC that she will not make a tell-all book will not spill the beans that she has on NBC for another $10 million, <laughs> an additional $10 million. That's a good deal. Sources familiar with the negotiations say that NBC offered Kelly $38 million, which was the balance owed on her contract. And it would be $38 million plus you have to sign this confidentiality agreement. So she would not be able to go write that tell-all book about NBC and the secret buttons in the offices. And her lawyer came back and said, all right, Megan, we'll sign your confidentiality agreement for another $10 million. So that would bring the total to $48 million. NBC told the attorney, get the hell out of here. <laughs> when she left Fox, she did write a book about it. Settle for more is what the book was called. Which is exactly what she's trying to do now. Yeah, and she has been critical of the network since her exit. Who knows if she's trying to get another $10 million or if it's her lawyers. But you know there's a book opportunity here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she, has been, uh, she has been quite vocal today as well uh, on Twitter, if you want to call it vocal, about the way she's been treated lately. She says, for a week, paparazzi has been lurking outside my home day and night. Finally, today, I took my kids to school. I went out alone first, offered them donuts, and begged them to just take their pick of me and leave my kids alone when they emerged. All were very nice, except, and she calls out the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail first published photos of my husband in our home and then did photograph my kids, trailed us to my daughter's school, and secretly videotaped my 7-year-old child and her classmates and then posted it. And then she wrote in all caps, this is not right. I don't understand the, uh, I, I like following the story because I'm curious to see how NBC is going to handle this. But why would I, why would I care what her daughter looks like? Yeah. Why would I care what her husband looks like or he's doing at home? Are we that intrusive that we have to know everything about these people? Yes. That's, 
I mean, we're not, but the paparazzi is insane. And they go after the CDE list stories um, and get whatever the hell they can. But does that sell papers or does that produce clicks? Hey, we have a shot of Megan Kelly's husband. We've got a shot cooking, of Yardley. Cooking bacon. Yeah, her kids' names are Yates, Yardley, and Thatcher. It's uh, outside never, the box. Never understood if that was an attempt to make them sound smarter or just it's a clever naming thing. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. I, well, you said today it was the first time in a long time you've ever wanted to have kids. Oh, boy. Who's that? Uh, come on in. Come in. John's already in, so it's I'm, not I'm going to be done answering come doorbells by the time I get home. Come on in. Okay. So they're just pushing doorbells and not. I'll get it. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Are you going to say trick or treat? Oh, oh, thank God. Oh, it's a ghost and um, Susie Homemaker. Love it. Have candy. Enjoy yourself. Uh, John, what's coming up on the show? Uh, oh, I, thought well, that was, I thought that was Ken dressed as John. Uh, it no. is. I didn't. Okay. Wait, is Ken the ghost? No. <laughs> you think Ken would wear a costume? No. What was the last time you think Ken wore a costume? 1978. <laughs> <laughs> Am I close? Uh, no, I actually saw him in a costume. Uh, we dressed up as women together once. Oh, like, my like gosh. Like the Tom Hanks show, Bosom Buddies? Uh, a whole bunch of us uh, dressed up as women one night. What, yeah. was, what was that for? Just It was a uh, Wednesday. We were really lonely. <laughs> we, started, we started dating each other afterwards. <laughs> Wow. This is radio, guys. This is scary. This is a scary day. Yeah, it was a dark door to open there. Happy Halloween. Sorry about that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, plus I frightened them. Yeah. That was terrible. All right, what do you guys have coming up today? Uh, Well, there's all sorts of terrible stories about mass transit. We always urge people never to use mass transit. Uh, The BART system had a guy walk into a station and started bleeding all over the place. Another guy walked in with a chainsaw that two he was revving. Saws. Two chainsaws. And then uh, David Goldstein from Channel 2, he's got a report running on how MTA buses are catching fire. Oh, great. Uh, like uh, more than one. <laughs> Quite a few. Damn. And they would take them off the road. So all that coming up. All right. John That's and Ken. Terrible. Coming up next. Happy Halloween. Have fun. You going to wear that again tomorrow? Are you going to wear that? Stay dry, everybody. Did you have an awesome time? Did you drink awesome shooters and listen to Gary and Shannon? And then just sit around and soak up each other's awesomeness.